Hello there, I'm Gemma Hunt and thanks for listening to this podcast from the Church of England. In this series, I'm sharing inspiring stories from Christian communities across the UK, plus ideas on how you can take them forward in your own part of the world. This podcast has been created to inspire and encourage you to take a little time to reflect on generosity. Generosity is at the heart of our faith, and the generosity we show is testament to our lived-out faith and our generous God. If you found this series at harvest time, many of us will already be coming together to share generosity in our churches, Christian communities and beyond. But wherever and whenever this finds you, the message is the same. You can live generously right now. Today we travel just outside Leicester city centre to a church that, in spite of the lockdown measures of 2020, has remained bustling with life and generosity throughout. Christ the King is an example of generosity in real time, from the people who give their time to run the food bank here, to the donations of local businesses and individuals, to the people who have received help and want to give thanks by giving back themselves. Let's hear how this church is spreading God's love throughout its community when it's most needed. I'm victim of domestic violence. He was violent towards me and my son. When I left him, it was hard for my child to deal in and live in that environment. So at the end, I have to leave my husband and to make my son's life better. I have to move to Leicester. And yeah, it was a really difficult time for me. And my support worker, she referred me to this food bank. It was really, really helpful. They have halal made for uh, Muslim people. And lots of stuff actually, pasta and vegetables and potatoes and lots of many things, toiletries as well. So this is really, really helpful. In Christmas time, they have pro- given a gift which was really good. So they have given a gift to my child and me as well, separately. And uh, I got gift bag for the Eid as well. It helps uh, me money-wise so I can, you know, these days children want uh, branded shoes. And My son used to get bullied before because he haven't got branded shoes or coat. So now I can spend that money on buying things. Still it's hard, but still if my son get a good education, he want to be a lawyer. (laughs) One guest of Christ the King stopped in the rain to tell us what a difference the food bank and the people there had made in helping her support her son and find a way forward in a new town where she had no family. The people who give us food, they're very nice. And such testimonies to what is happening here are not uncommon. One volunteer in the food bank shared their story. I was homeless for over a year and a half. I got housed and then the lady from Action Home volunteered me for here and I've loved it ever since. They've been the best people I ever knew. And when I do start work, which will be soon, I'm going to make sure I've still got the hours free in the morning. I'm going to be working evenings. And even though I've had my ups and downs out of here, I've been able to talk to Kate and not so much Jasper because he told me off all the while. But <laughs> otherwise, it's been brilliant working there. 
and I love it to bits and they're the best people I know. I'm even thinking about becoming a Christian. <laughs> Katie Ray and her husband Jasper are at the heart of this operation. Katie is manager and organiser of Christ the King's Food Bank and also a member of the congregation. Christ the King's been running a food bank for around 10 years now and we started with a small amount of food, non-perishable foods in a cupboard and we would have on a quite a regular basis odd people dropping in on a Sunday morning that needed a little bit of support and it was before the days of food banks really becoming sort of part of life really. Things started to grow a little bit and we realised that people on benefits were struggling. There was lots of new rules coming in, especially with universal credits and sanctions and various things that people would be experiencing. The food bank was becoming a bigger project. So we went on to develop a lunch club and provide a hot meal, which ran for about three or four years. So we started to build relationships with our local services on our doorstep and sort of look at how we could get people assessed and referred to us for more support for food. So again, we, our cupboards increased to then a few more cupboards. We then went on to building relationships with our local supermarkets, phenomenal support from them. And then we started to introduce fresh produce like meats that we could freeze and fresh vegetables and fresh fruit. There was a lot of publicity at the time about people getting food from food banks but wasn't always the healthiest of foods. It would be cakes and bread and various products. In this particular area we're looking at people having quite large families with children and it was imperative that they had healthy foods as well. It basically grew and grew and grew. Lots of members of the public they'll just say what what would you like us to donate this week our regular donators like a bit of a shopping list to these people which is really helpful generosity is a long-term priority here at christ the king prior to the covid19 crisis the food bank was already handling around 60 referrals per three-day period but when the pandemic came and severely impacted employment as well as people's ability to shop and provide during shielding, it expanded dramatically. Katie described returning to 400 referrals one Monday morning and the church space was transformed to make room. When you step inside on a morning when the food bank is in operation, you're met with shelves stacked high with tins busy volunteers lugging crates of fresh deliveries and the first of several large freezer units. It's a hive of activity. Katie gave us a tour. Well, this particular space was a nice quiet lounge area for various groups that met or meetings that took place. It was a nice carpeted area with nice soft furnishings. But it's the only part of the church that could be self-contained from the remainder of the rest of the building. And obviously when COVID happened and it, it grew, and then when we came down to some kind of relaxation, we knew we needed a, a space that was going to be separate from the buildings. This was the identified area, so obviously we've had to take the carpets off, remove all the soft furnishings and replace it with a more industrial appearance. So we've got different flooring, we've got racking for all the foods so we can work from the racks. In all, we've got nine freezers, but we have stock freezers at the back. This is the tidiest food bank ever, and it's down to Chris, who is one of our volunteers. Chris? Hello. 
All of this is Chris's work, you know, as you can see, everything is in order, everything is labelled, nobody dare touch these shelves. I'm the one who knows where everything is. He knows, we just say. The church is also still an important meeting point for many in the community, and the team had to think carefully about how to run it alongside the preschool that uses the space too. It was essential to adapt the space as the food bank grew. Generous donations made it possible to buy the racks and freezers and refit the lounge. Trevor Hesselwood is treasurer. He told us more. I mean, such a lot of generosity in this last, last, last year. Normally, we would be looking at the food bank costing about 2000 a year, most of which was our subscription to Fair Share. And the income would be about the same, often from grants from various things. The local councillors have a fund which they give to us occasionally and one or two other groups, plus individual donations that are always sort of trickling in. But we never needed to make a big thing of fundraising. And of course, with the expansion that Katie's talked about, there was a need to do quite a lot of extra fundraising. In the end, by the end of 2020, we'd had donations from individuals of just over £8,000. We'd also managed to attract grants of just over £15,000, although that uh, included a big grant of 10000 which came via the lottery, I think it was actually government funding. And additionally, we had another 5000 that we'd applied for 12 months before COVID, which only came through because it, Leicester City Football Club, who were administering this, uh, were, I think, just inundated. And that enabled us then to move the food bank into the lounge, change the carpet to a hard floor for hygiene regions, and acquire a container outside to store food, which was coming in in vast quantities. Now... In, in the end, in, in that year, we got, in fact, 23,000 worth of grants, including that, that big one. That's right. In the car park sits a shipping container, which allows the team to store food and make sure this community can receive the help it needs for many months to come. The value that it makes, sort of in their life as well, is that their families can have the choices of foods that we all have as people that are not in that position that's a big value you know that the people when they come they're, they're really amazed that they can sort of select the foods that we've got they've some of the things that we have they're even new to me so new experiences uh, in life as well and there's quite an educational process in it because people will say oh I've never had this to eat well how do you cook it so it brings a new motivation in people's lives as well so many companies or organisations have just donated. The, the area we're sitting in now, which is the church, if you came in here a couple of Saturdays before Christmas, well, I reckoned it had more toys than some one of the toy shops in Leicester had in it. People are able to come, select toys that are appropriate to their family. The surplus often goes to, to people who are perhaps in places like women's left refuges who can't, aren't able to come and pick, but at least they, they get something. And some of the toys I know have been stored by the Tesco's up, up the road and are about to be given out to the Muslim families as, as part of Eid. And I think just that amazing generosity from so many people. Dennis Hemsley is the church warden at Christ the King. 
He was also touched by the generosity of individuals who donated more than the essentials to make sure struggling families could have a good Christmas, Easter, Eid and more. Through the generosity of, of individuals and the supermarkets as well, it's fantastic to be able to give... We had How many Easter eggs did we have? Hundreds. Hundreds, <laughs> Hundreds of Easter eggs Hundreds to give out at Christmas yeah. and uh, at yeah. Easter. Yeah. And boxes of chocolates and boxes of biscuits at Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Thinking about the individual's generosity. One example, I'm a volunteer at the Great Central Railway and we were talking about the food bank at one of the opening days. One of the volunteers there set up a standing order to, to uh, was it weekly or monthly, Trevor? Was it? it was weekly and it was quite substantial. Yeah, and also we get a lady coming fortnightly bringing us, is it £11, pounds £11 a week? Pounds, yeah. It's part of her faith as well to give an odd number, but she's done this for four years now. Mm. Yeah, and never misses. <laughs> never. And there's regular one off voluntary donations as well. Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, even now, we're in Ramadan, and Ramadan, you know, we've been supported helping people that celebrate Ramadan to break their fast, so they need certain types of foods, which we perhaps wouldn't normally get on a regular basis in a delivery, but things like dates, things like halal chicken, all of the relevant foods that they need, and now we're coming to Eid, and now we've just had yesterday donated um, bags for the celebration of Eid, uh, which has got certain oils in that are required, like, holy oil that they would use balloons and it's a big celebration we've built massive relationships with the muslim communities in leicester work that they would have normally been doing perhaps abroad in war-torn countries like syria and places like that they've not been able to do that because of covid so they chose to work with us and have continued to work with us for me and i'm sure for other people it's been quite an education for me to learn about these other faiths as well throughout the year so now I'm aware what is required at these times of the year and they will support us and actually supply us with that. So our Asian population, instead of just giving them vegetables, which is great, but we can give them some of their specific foods like paneer, for example, which you perhaps wouldn't get in a food bank normally. When all churches were told to close in March 2020, the fact that we got the food bank here kept us open not for worship, but worship in a different way. It's been a, a godsend to, to, to me to be able to keep coming out and serve the community. This building served the community when most of the churches had closed. Christ the King has offered more than a food bank during difficult times. The multi-skilled team has created a vibrant atmosphere of generosity and it's the first thing that you notice when stepping in on a busy delivery day. From practical help across different needs to supporting different faiths and different circumstances, it truly is a community effort. It's brilliant to talk to some of the volunteers who have been able to get back on their feet and find deep, lasting friendships through working here. Chris says he looks forward to his shifts and is able to balance them with his responsibilities as a single parent too. It's really moving to hear how individuals have given what they can and have encouraged their social groups to do so as well. The curiosity from people in this part of Leicester and their willingness to inquire and offer the right kind of help and supplies 
shows the open-hearted generosity towards all people. It's this inclusiveness and desire to give beyond the church that means the food bank can also make a difference in underrepresented or marginalised spaces too. Giving more than the basics and making sure children from struggling families can have toys, Easter eggs and special treats also mean that parents can make sure their children grow up with happy memories and big aspirations so they in turn can live a generous life. One more thing Katie said was how faith plays a big role in keeping the food bank growing and giving generously year after year. Every time we're sort of near to doing a big project and I think where are we going to get this money? How are we going to fund all these gifts for these children? Something always happens to allow this to happen. Okay, so you might not have a shipping container to hand, but it's time to think how you can take inspiration from the team at Christ the King. Our churches are wonderful shared spaces and offer us the chance to get heads together to make phenomenal things happen. Even a food bank on this scale starts with one conversation and one person asking the question, what can I do to make a difference in my community? Katie, Trevor, Dennis and the team haven't always had a plan for how they'll go to the next level, but their faith has been rewarded. By taking small steps and asking their community for support, they have opened channels for everyone around them to be generous too, sharing their gift of faith. How can you ask for help or ideas in making your vision happen? Beyond your church congregation, perhaps you're a member of a community group that could give, like Dennis's Railway Group. Giving makes people feel good. So if you can offer people that chance, you can open the floodgates for generosity to flow. Why not start a conversation yourself today? You might not have the answers, but you can be the person to raise that question. And if you don't have something big in mind, you can still use the power of generosity to make a difference to individuals and give what you can. We heard from a food bank user who is far from family. Having people to talk to and share information is essential when you're on your own. Who do you know that you could connect with to share information and offer companionship? One more idea. You remember how toys and games were added to the list of essentials for families going through tough times? How can you look at something good that's being done where you are and add to it so it's 10% better? I hope these questions spark some ideas. Maybe one of them will lead to a generosity revolution in your community. You can find more inspiration, ideas and materials to live generously on our website www.churchofengland.org slash generosityweek There you'll find more podcasts about the wonderful generosity in our church communities as well as daily reflections and activities to help you live out God's generosity in your own life I'm Gemma Hunt Thank you for listening God bless.